When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all over the world, this is the one, the only Game Dev Unchained podcast. I am your host, Larry Charles, and of course, because he asked very politely, I brought back my best friend, co-host, Mr. Brandfan. Thank you very much for welcoming me back, Larry, <laughs> for a permanent host position. Uh, we have a special guest today, Rosie Katz. Woo! Rosie Yay. Katz, <laughs> how's it going? Uh, it's going good, you guys. Awesome. I'm so happy to see you. So happy to see you too. So the audience doesn't know this, but we're on video Skype right now, so we can all see each other. Um, <laughs> anyway, that has nothing to do with why we're here. <laughs> so Rosie Cass is a level designer, and she is turned mom, right? Is, this is three months of being a mom, I think? Yeah, no, it's been more now. Oh um, my god. Yeah, he's uh, six months. Holy crap. Yeah, um, and he's really big. Every day I'm like, how did that come out of me? I have no idea. Uh, so it's <laughs> blame, blame it on your yeah. husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets to go back to work and just like act like it never happened. <laughs> so uh, is he showing prowess for level design or game design because he comes um, from two game designer you know, parents? He might be showing the opposite every time. Well, a couple things. Every time I take my phone out, if he sees the camera, he immediately starts smiling. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, I've got him a little trained. I think I take too many pictures. <laughs> Um, and then if I'm like on my phone or like using my iPad or anything and he's not getting attention, he'll like spot it out of the way. Oh man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Only child syndrome at six yeah. months. That's I'm, uh, he's probably going to hate screen time. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, you know what? Uh, he has plenty of years to figure out what he wants to do with his life. Uh, yeah, right now, cool. it's all about you. Yeah. So thank you for coming to be part of the show. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Just want to tell the audience that she's a fantastic personality and great leader. Uh, oh. She worked above me as a level designer on <laughs> multiplayer for Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, it was pretty much a crazy wild adventure, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some stories we're not allowed to tell on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about your backstory, though? Because I know that you worked with the guys at Sledgehammer before they were Sledgehammer. You worked on Dead Space at EA. Yeah. Um, so I was actually um, a tools tester. So that's someone who tests the, um, the proprietary like tools that the level designers use. Mm -hmm. um, so I tested the tools, and then uh, I got an email that was saying that they were looking for um, someone who did like character work, mm -hmm. not not even level design, mm -hmm. um, and someone who knew the character tools. And I was like, well, I don't know the character tools, but I know the level design tools. So I um, I emailed Condry, um, and I was in QA, so that's kind of like taboo. Oh, I was about to say, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. And I was like, yeah, I don't know this tool, but I know this other tool. And like they hadn't taken on the tool yet. Yeah. So um, I was really the only one who knew it, like front and back. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, I think you guys could use me. <laughs> um, and also it was my ticket out of QA. I was like, oh, thank God. Wow. So um, 
So I already had kind of like a rapport with the designers. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just two at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them became the manager. So it was really just Casper, you know, Casper. Yeah. Nice. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Condry interviewed me and it was like the shortest interview ever. It was just like, yeah, so, uh, so you know the tools. All right, you're on. Awesome. <laughs> Um, they were really, I don't know if they were desperate or they just like, they had a lot of confidence in me cause they knew I knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I was in and then the rest is history. Like as soon as I became a designer, I just kind of worked my way through. Just, just shout up. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And Dead Space was an amazing game. Like, oh man, Dead Space was crazy. I remember there was a scene where you're supposed to get this needle like right in the eyeball. Do you, do you remember <laughs> that? <laughs> it might have been towards the beginning, but I, that, oh man. Yeah. I'll never get that out of my head. Yeah. It was, I um, it. I have to say that like the combat on that first Dead Space was really good. I thought we did a good job. Oh, definitely. Um, like I, I, we did a good job at sort of like making combat a puzzle, you know, because of dismember dismemberment. Mm-hmm. So we would, you know, we'd be like, okay, how can we use these two, these two um, aliens in combo, you know, and get something where it's like, okay, if you do this to this guy, then let's bring this other guy in, and and we can use this on, you know, you mm-hmm. get the idea. Yeah. But yeah, it kind of made combat a puzzle, which I don't think we, I don't think the later Dead Spaces did as good of a job with that. No. Right, definitely. Yeah. So you you started your career in QA. How long how long did you do QA before you moved into design? Oh, um I did QA for 2 years. Mm-hmm. So, um and it was funny cuz I was a lead back then, but it was such a small team that I only had one person under me. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're in front of the other person, yeah. you are leading. <laughs> you are a leader. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I like I do reminisce about those old QA days cuz we made the rules, you know. It was like yeah. mm-hmm. we we basically were getting paid to make fake levels. Right. Um and then they didn't have to be good. There was no pressure, you know. So we it was just fun. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like fun. I wish I was on that QA team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then EA, like shortly after I left, EA kind of like closed down that department. I think it was like frivolous money kind of. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, shit, this department's a little, uh, a little spendy, spendy. <laughs> <laughs> These two over here are the best. <laughs> of all the groups of the two in this company, this one's the most expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, hey, like, it worked coming- out for you. Yeah, I mean, coming from an artist's perspective, I, I've noticed that a lot of, if you want to go on the design track, a lot of people come from QA, right? Yeah, that... I noticed that too. Um, well, I, I actually went to school for animation. Mm-hmm. And then, like, towards the end of school, I was like, there's no way I'm going to get into Pixar. Like, it's just <laughs> way too competitive. <laughs> That's you not so... trying hard enough, really. <laughs> <laughs> so I did apply, but, you know, of course I heard nothing. And, I like looking back it's probably like such a laughing thing like they got my demo and I'm like who is this girl (laughs) um but anyway uh yeah so towards the last kind of like I guess the last year Mm -hmm. of school I was like I need to go into games like that's that's where the jobs are there was more options for me there and so I thought I'd do animation for games um and so I had like a demo reel and that's how I got into EA as I applied well I think when I applied for QA, I actually sent them my animation reel. 
Well, and that then, might be a cool thing to do, though. Like, they're like, cool wow, thing, yeah. she can test, sure, yeah. but like she has latent abilities that we can take advantage of later in animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's actually like a pretty good story of like be honest when in your phone interview because I did get a uh, interview um, for like game testing, mm-hmm. and um, in the phone interview he's like, "Why do you want to work in in uh, QA?" You know, like I think he was kind of confused because mm-hmm. I was like a little too eager or something. Mm-hmm. And then um, he, I said, well, I really want to like get my foot in the door and I want to meet developers. That's what I said. Wow. He, he was like, well, I'll be honest with you. Like, you're going to be in a separate building. Uh, you're not going to meet any developers. And uh, I was, I was kind of crushed. Like, I was like, wait, this is my, my way in. Like, how? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I you start, actually. You started the basement. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Your way up. <laughs> it's totally like the basement. Yeah. And then um, I, I straight up, like, I kind of told him, like, okay, well, I guess it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I passed up the job. And I, like, I left the phone call. Oh, and then he was like, well, I'll put your resume in the has education pile. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if anything comes up, you know, we'll let you know. And uh, I totally was like, uh, that's just yeah. what he's saying. Like, there's no way. Um, when he put it in the ha- the has education pile, did you notice a plasticky, <laughs> yeah, plasticky sound, sound that like a <laughs> resonated? <laughs> What's that paper shredding sound in the exactly? <laughs> um, so I'm scanning yeah. it. I'm scanning <laughs> it. <This> is... <laughs> I was like, I just lost my only opportunity. Like, I was like, there's no way I'm ever gonna get called back. Um, but at the time, the pay was gonna be so much less than I was making as a receptionist at this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like. I was like, there's like, yeah, it was going to be like, I don't know. I, 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 I can't remember, but it was a like way big pay cut. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be a receptionist forever. Oh. And then, um, four months later I got a call and they're like, we, we, um, we want you because of your Maya skills. Oh. And so I was like, okay, that's a good sign. Like I'll be using Maya. I'll probably be working with developers, you know? Yeah. They, they saw potential, you know, yeah. so of course. Yeah. Yes, it was, after all, the has education pile. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess right. you did look at that. That's what I'm saying, like, about EA having this extra money to spend because, like, there's no way now that they would have a has education pile and actually go back to it. Wow, you know? yeah. I don't know. I I doubt it. The guy probably missed the shot into the trash. <laughs> and as he was cleaning the pile. Totally. The janitor saved my career. Yeah. Thank God for his terrible shot. Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. Well, let me ask you this. So going from QA and getting that first break in design, you it sounds like you kind of created that for yourself. You said, hey, Kondry, I know this tool. You know, give yeah. me a yeah. shot. Definitely. Yeah, well, I knew they needed me. Okay. <laughs> like, and not just like ego wise. Like, I really knew they needed me because they were they were um, they were about to take the tool on for the the team was going to start using it. But really, they kept coming to me for questions. Like mm. the um, so the engineer I worked with, he would refer everyone to me to save his own time. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, that really like helped me develop a rapport with everyone on the team. Um, so they would just go straight to me if they had a question. And then eventually I was like, Hey, can I just like work with you guys? <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So it, it worked out. It was like all about being in the right place at the right time. And, you know, 
and but, being bold, I guess. Exactly. I was just going to say, but you recognized when the right time was, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's totally like the, like a surfer riding the waves. Yeah. Like you got to, when you see the right wave, you got to just like Jump get in it. there, like go yeah. quick before it crashes. I like yeah. that. I like that. Cause uh, yeah, I have some friends who've been, you know, QA for a very long time or who, you know, didn't get out or some who got out, but like, you know, years, years later, like I'm yeah. talking almost seven, eight years of QA. Yeah, I think I'm lucky in that way. Um, I do have to say that sometimes QA like thinks that they can get out faster than they can. Mm-hmm. And then they do a shitty job or like they're not focused on their job because they're mm-hmm. trying so hard to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, like there, I've when I was in QA, there was a couple people like that that would like um, they'd go schmooze, you know, and try to get and like show their demo reel all the time. And like the developers kind of started to get sick of them. and they started to have kind of a bad reputation so like there's that too like just do a good job at your job and then if you see an opportunity jump on it yeah so that sounds like a better strategy especially being a developer now and looking back like if the same guy came to me you know twice a month like hey larry check out my new unreal like yeah it's like you're swatting flies (laughs) yeah yeah like uh and you know you get busy and like the last thing you want to do is really like turn around 180 and like stop what yeah. you're doing yeah okay qa number 562 <laughs> <laughs> see the way brandon's talking right now that's the reason why qa is in like a whole separate building <laughs> that's, that's exactly I'm, why i'm talking about the pests right? <laughs> not the good qa types that like rose okay you. yeah yeah for sure man, for sure <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, a lot of QA people end up in design. I don't know. I don't really know why that is. I think it's because um, it's good training for design. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You guys like figure out bugs. You have a hand in design, sort of. Yeah. Um, I know. Something I've noticed, and it really is like it's so hard to, to take a gamble on a student right out of school to, to handle a part of the game, you know? Right. Yeah, that's true. I don't uh, know how much that will change, really. <laughs> 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 it's true like uh there's a lot of people coming out of school that are um like theoretical designers yeah. but they mm-hmm. don't they haven't like got their hands dirty yeah, right? they they read every book on Amazon that they could download for free and, right uh, <laughs> they have all this practical knowledge but not necessarily like actual use yeah um, and it's like a lot of hard work like yeah. it's like extra long hours and yeah. that's partly yeah. you know it's hard to be a mom too and have those right, extra right, long hours. Oh work. man, tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when I had my kid. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So yeah, um, so let's let's bring the baby back into the podcast. So now that you are a mom, you have a whole new job and new responsibilities. Yeah. How are you finding time to kind of honor your career as a game developer? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say, like, so I had like a project. Mm-hmm. Well, first thing is the baby takes up a ton of time. Yeah. And like what sucks is that it's a lot of like downtime. Like you're like you're getting the baby to sleep, so you're just like laying with the baby for hours on end. Yeah. <laughs> or like or you know, you're playing with him or whatever it is, but it's like it's always these short little chunks of time I have free. Like, yeah. oh, I have 45 minutes. Mm. What can I do in 45 minutes? And so yeah. You sleep mostly. Yeah, yeah, that too. So it's really hard to like um, get motivated because I know I only have forty five minutes. Yeah. Um, but he goes to sleep hella early. Oh, that's good. 
Yeah, so that's been really helpful. So I, I did a little side project um, for a friend, a real estate friend. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so she's a uh, she's selling property and she needed a kind of like a house that mm. was 3D rendered oh, to nice. be like this is what you could have. Oh. Um so, you know, she gave me some specs like it's 1200 square feet and, you know, yada yada, it's a guest house, whatever. Um did you find <laughs> did you find some of the Call of Duty metrics like sneaking into this project Hopefully. like got to make sure that the window is crouch height and gotta... <laughs> Did you show the house with the guy with the gun? Just yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Why does well, this door so, like... say trigger on it? What, what, what's that? Yeah, you know what's crazy is like our stair metric is really like to code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so, yeah. Um That's great. So, so I did that but I did that at night. You know, yeah. okay. went to sleep. Yeah, your time just gets totally filled up. Yeah, did for sure. Yeah, and just yeah, but it's starting kid. to get better. You know, like yeah. um, as time goes on, they get on more of a schedule, and I have like larger chunks of sleep time. Or right. Whatever. Um, you're <laughs> 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 laughing at something unrelated. It was perfect timing, though. Well, um, just listening to you guys talk about kids, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to have one. Yeah, don't do it, Larry. <laughs> it's like all I hear is, you know, he doesn't have a schedule yet, and I don't have a lot of time to do projects. <laughs> it gets better, man. It gets better. It does, yeah. It, over kids time. Alone. Tell me about the better. Let's hear about the better. <laughs> well, you know, it's super rewarding seeing him smiling. Like, that's like the biggest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's nice. It's kind of cop-out, though. <laughs> it is, but it's so true. Like... You know, yeah. if you can make your baby laugh, you feel like you've like accomplished the biggest thing ever. Even though every baby laughs at their parents, but yeah, I love that though. You're you're a good parent to even feel that way. There's a lot of well, people. I mean, you know, think of it like this: you're you're a designer, Larry. So what's the ultimate design of Larry, right? There you go. <laughs> a smaller Larry. <laughs> yeah, smaller Larry. That's gonna grow. You can to invoke the emotions. Yeah, um, he's your little RPG character. <laughs> <laughs> you got shape into something. So, oh, um, someone described having a baby to me as having a ceo or like a boss in your house all the time yes it's like crazy and irrational and you right. have to make them happy that's basically what having a baby is like. let me sounds tell you what very familiar <laughs> all the years that we spent in the gaming industry it sounds like i'm well prepared <laughs> oh man I've dealt with many babies before having my kids so <laughs> But <laughs> oh man, this is wonderful, Rosie. I'm so glad you came to the podcast. Oh, I, I really you. appreciate this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like for for a while, we're like about this is our eighth episode, <clears throat> so I had to kind of balance out Larry's baritone voice, <laughs> and I'm just glad someone has a higher pitch voice. Oh, than there me. you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if I if now I don't, you're the middle, the medium tone. Exactly. I'm finally medium tone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't hold back, I'll blow out people's subwoofers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're driving to work. And next on the Game Dev Unchained podcast. <laughs> what? I can't hear it. It's too low of a decibel. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, Call of Duty, very big series. And you directly helped on, I can't even tell how many levels by now, both levels that shipped and let's say yeah. levels that scrapped. You've probably yeah. had your hand in, I don't know, 30, 40 levels maybe over <laughs> the two the two projects you yeah, worked on? Yeah, I mean, oh, over both yeah. uh, Modern Warfare and Advanced Warfare. Um yeah, probably. I don't know. There was, uh, I'd have to say multiplayer had a ton of scrap levels, yeah. like a ton for me. And I don't know if that's because I suck or just because that's the nature of the game. But like, 
uh, yeah, I had, um, I think I did a count once of everyone and I, I don't know, I had like 11 scrap levels and then, um, like four shipped. <laughs> okay. Nice. So 15 between that. the two. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I don't know. And then modern warfare, um, I worked a little bit on, uh, that warlord level, which wasn't called warlord. Um, and then. Yeah. Yeah, and then the Manhattan level that wasn't called Manhattan. Like, I don't know any of the shipping names. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? Why do you guys keep changing the shipping names? Yeah, what's the deal with that? Is that uh, a design thing or is it so the that if creative? the script leaks again, people don't know what's what? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. That's what I would do. Yeah. I just don't understand, man. You guys changed the names last minute. I don't know how to find my own level sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy is we didn't have like in the beginning of modern or of uh, advanced warfare, we didn't have on MP, we didn't have like a database of like what the old levels were called. Oh man! So um, the internet actually <laughs> has like a Wikipedia um, <laughs> that has the the like PC names i guess right. that yeah. like i guess you get when you um download it or whatever and yeah. it it revealed the shipping or the um working titles mm. and so there's a wikipedia that has all the old working titles that we were able to use but yeah like i had no idea we were just kind of <laughs> like well well i guess we'll go to the internet to find out about our own game <laughs> <laughs> hey, right. sometimes that's what you gotta do yeah um and yeah and then advanced warfare there was um Defender, so that's the real shipping name. <laughs> I on that. Nice. Um, and then there was um, uh, Retreat, mm -hmm. and um, and then some DLC maps. So I worked on. Um, oh gosh, I forgot the name of it. It was, yeah, whatever <laughs> Lost was. I forgot what we called it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it was like sector seven something. It was like a name like that. Gotcha. And then, um, and then I actually, right before I left, I worked on, um, recharge or something. It's the one that I handed off to Dan. Uh, um, I know. Yeah. I don't know what the shipping name for that one was either. It has to do with, Oh, overcharged, overcharged, overcharged. with the Tesla yeah. coils. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Oh, that level. So that was pretty crazy because I handed it off to Dan before maternity leave. And then it got arted up while I was out and he changed some design stuff, you know, mm. to make, and he did make it a lot better. Mm. Um, and then, so I saw it when it came out, like, and it was just like, whoa, this changed so much, but it's cool to kind of have that time away from it and yeah. like yeah. see the similarities. I was like, wow, you know, I can see my design in there, but it's really cool to have that separation because normally I'm there during the art phase and I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, you see little by little. And yeah. anyway. Yeah. Well, the I art made it better. Uh, yeah. Here we, go. here we go. Here we go. Totally. <laughs> so there's You're a little, there's a little, there's a little conflict on this podcast between Brandon <laughs> representing the art team and myself <laughs> representing the design team. And then both of us kind of tug of warring either for or against production. That seems like yeah. that's the, the temperature of how things are going over here. Yeah, yeah. wait, is art considered production? No, or, no, well, I mean like producers. Oh, oh yeah. 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 yeah, oh yeah. So clearly, you know, there's a right side and I'm pointing at myself. <laughs> and we're, there's always a wrong side that we're arguing with. 
Yeah. See, there's the uh, there's the pampered like side, and then there's the grunts who like actually do the shit. You know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Sure. Well, do you want my opinion on producers? Yeah, please. Go for it. I've had good producers, and I've had mostly bad producers. Oh, oh, what's up, Rosie? Um, Welcome to my side. But uh, I think that good producers allow you to do your job without all the bullshit. Okay, yeah. I agree for sure. And um, I've had that experience, and it's awesome. So yeah, yeah. There's definitely. I won't say too much. <laughs> he can't say too much. <laughs> I feel there is like a sort of, uh, at least for the bad producer, like some kind of like thing they have to prove, mm-hmm. and they force it onto people. Mm. Yeah. And so that's when it becomes uh, kind of bullshitty. Yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> yep. Well, so. you have to think about. Um, they go to meetings, right? And the boss is like, why aren't you, why don't we have this done? Yeah. And like the designer, the artist, they don't see that yeah. pressure. Yeah. And the producer like has no control over the level, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. And so then they're like, well, uh, I don't know why it sucks. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. I know. And then they, they, they like want to have some power because yeah. they're getting, yeah. they're the ones that have to deal with the emotions. I think they freaked out when we invented the uh, notepad (laughs) (laughs) where we can just transfer notes to each other. They're like, right. Yeah. (laughs) It's like super basic work. So on behalf of producers, because Uh, I actually uh, worked in production. Go in there. Go in. Yeah. Yeah, Let me, let me, let me try to save some of our audience from just never coming back to this podcast. (laughs) I love Um, good producers. All right. Let me note that. Okay. No, it's no, it's totally fair to have your opinion, dude. I'm, I'm just joshing. Um, I will say this. One of my biggest problems with being a producer is you don't get your hands dirty at all. Um, Right. You, you work with people who are getting their hands dirty and you try to give them whatever they need to not have an excuse for why they can't do work. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm looking over other people's shoulder while they're playing with awesome stuff. And I'm like, ah, yeah, looks like things are going well. I wish yeah. I could do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you get jealous, right? Yeah, I did. I spent a lot of time wishing I was actually doing what I was so, managing. So, yes. So, imagine that dark hadoo, like, building up <laughs> inside you <laughs> during that period. And let it brew over the next five years of your life. <laughs> you, could, you could have went but, dark Ryu, dude. But see, Larry, you got out of production and got into getting your hands dirty. I did. It's What's funny is I interviewed for a design position and I landed a production job. It seems like a pattern that uh, is happening here. You guys would interview for certain positions and then land different jobs and then come back to design. But you know what? You have to create your path uh, like Rosie did. Somehow I knew the same thing that Rosie knew, and I had to create my path. Um, But today's episode is about you. We had tons of reminiscing, and we're like 30 minutes in, and we barely scratched the surface on, like, you know, women in gaming, being a female. Uh, I guess that's the same thing. Um, So you can tell (laughs) I'm just kind of going off the cuff right now. But (laughs) the big question I want to ask, because I'm guilty of this, I let it slip all the time, because I think I'm so funny, but, like... Be real, Rosie, and you're only speaking for yourself. You're not speaking for okay. all women here. You're all just right. speaking for yourself. Yeah. If a guy drops an epic, that's what she said. <laughs> does it? You know what I mean? Like, is, are we are we crossing a threshold that shouldn't be crossed? No. Like, okay. Not at all. Like, okay. I think all the male humor is it's like in society. It's not just it's not just the game industry, right? right. So. I've been raised with that kind of humor and I think it's funny and I can kind of put myself in a guy's head. I get it. It's funny. <laughs> See? Thank you. 
There's not much in our head, by the way. <laughs> and I'm at least nice enough to look at the girl and say I'm sorry after yeah. I like I still want to land the joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I I'm very aware now <laughs> because it's gotten out of hand a couple of times. But that's one of the questions I wanted to ask. No bullshit. Because a lot of people, you know Just that one? <laughs> no, that's one of the questions. One of that's one like, of from, I'm sure I share like the same, you know, very broad perspective of what a woman would be like in the game industry like i would see that it uh i don't know is it different like well, uh, so, i know my experience i know what larry experience is like is it any more different being a woman yeah well um there's a lot of things like um well first off i've made that's what he said jokes oh, so boom. i think it's all fair boom see <laughs> Exactly. Fight back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, go. why can't you make a joke like that? It's funny. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, the biggest thing was like, you hear like, because when I started, I, I never thought, oh, I'm a female. Like, that never even entered my mind. Yes. <clears throat> I was just like, oh, you know, when I was a kid, I played Mario and so did all my girlfriends. Like, yeah, we're, right. it's not like, it's no different. So, yes. um, so yeah, I... I, uh, when I got in, I never thought about it, but then as things started coming up, guys actually would point it out that I, you know, like, mm. like they're awkward and feel weird about it. And so then they'll say something like, um, the worst is like in a meeting when someone, someone, usually a boss <laughs> enters and he goes, Hey gentlemen and lady, uh. <laughs> <laughs> just like pause, you know, and you're yeah. like, Oh, thanks for calling me out. Like, can't, you can say, hey, guys, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it includes me. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so, like, that type of thing where you kind of get called out for being a female, that yeah. it doesn't feel very good. Um, yeah, and then the other big thing for me personally was once that idea got in my head, like, oh, I'm female, I'm different, then mm. you can go into this kind of negative, dark place. Oh, no. And um and then you start to look at everything as like oh it's because I'm a girl like oh, yeah. you know I'm not getting promoted because I'm a girl or like I'm I'm not making as much as my coworker because I'm a girl and mm -hmm. and so I would go into this dark place and then and then I started to realize that like no you know there's other coworkers that are also not making very much and mm -hmm. and they're male yeah. and um and then like how much of of this crap is crap that everyone's dealing with or is it just stuff I'm dealing with you know so um yeah so for me it's been more about like okay get out of that you're a girl thing and just like like focus you know yeah that's wonderful I will I'm I'm guilty of the like good evening like gentlemen and ladies right like the, <laughs> but you know you think you're being inclusive right like you think that you were negative because you didn't include them Right. And so, like, you're trying to cover up for what you think is the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. No, Larry, we don't like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I think what it is is it, it seemed like an afterthought. Yeah. Like, like, oh, oh, wait, I just saw there's a girl in here. Yeah. Uh, I okay. better say something. And then you. you start tying that into everything else. It's like, am I always an afterthought? You know? Right. Or and then also, yeah. Work. Yeah, totally. Like, afterthought. And then also why why are you gonna change what you're gonna say because i'm in here you know uh, yeah yeah like were you just gonna make a sexist joke and then oh you caught me by surprise <laughs> <laughs> i don't want you to see the real time. me <laughs> <laughs> like just be yourself you know like yeah. i don't if you're sexist be sexist like 
don't change because I'm here, you know? Yeah, I mean, like... You're going to get me fired saying something like that. <laughs> well, that's the thing is I'm I'm different, I think. Yeah, I don't I think every girl's like that. Some girls are very much like, you should have noticed that a female was in the room. Right. Yeah, yeah. There you I go. mean, like, if you're working in any game company, you can look around and see that, yeah, it's a male-dominated, yeah. like, industry. And even with students, we have a lot of students listening. You go to school and it is a male-dominated classroom, right? Mm-hmm. So like, how how much of that like wore you down? Oh <laughs> like, my god! For me, for me, this is what I'm thinking, right? It wore me down a lot. I feel like you, a woman goes into the workplace and probably doesn't get to actually sit down and work until like 11 a.m. And not because <laughs> of like poor work ethic or anything like that. It's just the, the amount of advertising that must be happening <laughs> from their male colleagues, right? So because Brent, this is what this okay. is what I'm seeing. So go ahead and explain that, Larry. So in my mind, when I'm listening to what Brandon's saying, all I can envision is like chicken falling into a river and piranhas just, yeah. <laughs> just having a frenzy. I mean, we are a geek industry, right? Yeah. And so, well, yeah, I guess. How do we operate with this? Yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe. Um, I don't know. Well, I guess personally. I was raised kind of with a geeky dad maybe and mm-hmm. and then my mom's also kind of geeky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's my people. So you know, I don't feel like like oh god, you know, what yeah. did I just jump into? This yeah. pool of piranhas. But, <laughs> I hate um, to describe it like that. Like the men in the game industry just can't hold back from like, oh, there's girl. But yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'll be in a situation where it's like <laughs> The thirst is just incredible. <laughs> um, also, I noticed that way more in college than the work industry. Okay. Right. Because I think there's less rules in college and you're young and immature. Yeah, we, we got HR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like at least in the workplace, yeah. The idea of HR. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I, there's certain women that I see at work and I'm like, oh, God, they're like a bunny rabbit. Like, watch out. <laughs> like she's gonna get eaten up and she has no idea what she's in for oh, so man. i i think that like i probably have set up a lot of defenses that aren't healthy you know yeah. mm-hmm. Just, what do you mean what kind of defenses well you know like i will never show cleavage at work ever oh, right, right. Boom. you know um or not <laughs> not on purpose i'm sure that laugh was for that <laughs> i know he can hear us josh your husband appreciates that yeah (laughs) well this is i mean like my my view right my general view is like just tagging on to that i've never started at a company where there was a single woman and then i left a company (laughs) and she is still a single woman (laughs) oh single single Single. (laughs) because it's just just too much attention going rosie had the chance but uh, I think no, Josh. Uh, yeah. While we were there. Yeah. Well, I actually I met Josh at um, EA. Right. So yeah, we were. That was actually kind of an issue when I got hired because Josh got hired before me, mm-hmm. and um, and they were worried that we'd break up or something and oh, that it affect our like our work atmosphere. Yeah. Like this is the thing. Does Josh really get that type of? <laughs> No, well, neither of us are that type of person. Like, yeah, we're, yeah. if we were to break up, we'd just be like, okay, we could still work together. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
mean, we keep it professional. Yeah, and you know, we don't even need to get into the personals, but like that shouldn't even be a thing. You know what I mean? This it's is a professional ridiculous. industry. Yeah. You know, people are right. going to be working with, you know, around people all the time. Yeah. As long as it doesn't affect the work, like you're stopping yeah. people from enjoying their lives. Yeah. If yeah. it's a mutually like like both people are like, "Hey, we're interested in each other. We want to date." Yeah. You yeah. like saying, "Oh, the business is going to jeopardize you're going to jeopardize the business." Yeah. Are you serious? Well, is there is there I I I'm not very familiar. Is there like a contract a, a couple has to there, write? In? No, there's um there is like like, like I'm not supposed to report to a guy that sure. I'm seeing, that you makes know. Sense. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because that would be unfair. Like it would be weird, right? If like yeah. um if like I got special treatment mm-hmm. yeah from my boss because we were sleeping together. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's There's usually a... how it works. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I take that back. I was just being funny. Ha yeah. ha ha. That's <laughs> terrible. Like. That's totally not how I got any of my jobs. <laughs> so let me ask this. Um, whenever people think of like women in gaming, whenever you have to bring up a minority in a majority, right? Like, or a yeah. minority in a demographic, it almost has this connotation of a negative, right? Like, yeah. You know, so. Let's talk about the positive. What are some of the beautiful things about being a woman in the game industry? You know, what are some of the um, benefits? Well, employment. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That's a unisex no, benefit right there. Lots of times where I've, I've second-guessed my own skill because mm-hmm. I'm like, am I only here because I'm female and they need to fill some quota, you know? Mm. Um, but that that's not a positive. That's another negative. But... um. But yeah, uh, definitely, I think females bring a different perspective to things. Um, like, I personally, like, the types of games I've worked on, I wouldn't normally play. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm much more of a, like, puzzle platformer mm-hmm. type gamer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the nice thing is that I can bring those elements into the game, right? And then also just, like, uh, you know, like, for Advanced Warfare, like, I prototyped the swimming in Defender. Yes. And I don't think, I don't, that's not fighting. Like, there's nothing about that that is, like, first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, navigation and, like, yeah. and part of it was, like, I felt like it was imbalanced. Like, we have so much, um, there's no, like, ah, let's take a little defensive, go under the water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, like, I'm pretty sure that real combat, there is a lot of downtime. Yeah. You know, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I, I feel like I don't think that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that was kind of a female perspective that got that in there because it's different. Well, I look at it as a benefit because, just like you said, having that other perspective. I mean, if you look at the makeup of the quote unquote gamer demographic now, I I, I should have fact checked this, but didn't they say recently yeah. that women have all have taken over as the yeah, well, I heard that, um, and here's my theory on this. Yeah. So I heard that they, it was like 57%, I might be wrong about the number, but over 50% of consoles are owned by are women. Owned by women. Yes, that's, yeah. the, that's the headline that I recently read as well. Yeah, but here's my theory. Is it they're taken from the husbands? Count, well, kids. So they're kids. probably counting Nintendo, um, ah. like you, as a console. Mm-hmm. And Oh, damn. <laughs> Right? That's kind of a back. I think they're counting the Wii U as a console. <laughs> Not a console. <laughs> you just shit it on like all of Nintendo. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Nintendo, we love you guys. <laughs> no, I love, I mean, that's my thing. Yeah, yeah. But I think a lot of women are buying it for their kids. Yeah. Ah, I see, I see. So it might be throwing off the statistic a little bit. Okay. But then, you know, like there's um like Sims, right? Yeah. Had some crazy statistic. It's like a ton of, like their demographic is like 50-year-old women. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is just consoles, not uh, phones. It was just consoles. It was just consoles. Just consoles. Yeah, I read the phone same headline. is crazy. Women, like yeah. a lot of women are. Right, I would imagine so. Yeah, oh, forget it. Yeah, it, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, as a mom, there's a lot of downtime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm on my phone all the time because it's just so convenient. Yeah. I'm bored. You know. Yeah. What is your favorite mobile game right now? Oh, I'm not playing mobile games. Uh, the thing is, like, <laughs> I'm usually like in on Facebook or something stupid okay. like that, okay. catching up yeah. on life. Well, then, what is your favorite game right now? What? What's your favorite game to play right now? Oh, um, so I'm playing Yoshi's uh, whatever the yarn yarn. Oh, okay. oh gotcha. that one's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I I like. There's very few games that I hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And Yoshi's Island back on the GB GBA. Yeah whatever yeah. um that was one of them and so i'm already starting to get hooked on this one it's the same mechanics you know yeah, yeah of course and i love it i love the yarn theme yeah yeah i love the art yeah kirby's did yarn too and they did really well yeah yep so um i'm really into that game right now I'm trying to think oh tomb raider i just started oh nice I, that's another hundred percenter for me, dude. Tomb Raider came out of nowhere and just captivated me. It's like, oh shit! Yeah, I forgot all about Lara Croft, and now it's like, yo, Lara Croft yeah. is the shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I like. I want a whole game that's just bow hunting. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Um, I actually, when I started the game, I didn't realize that it was Laura mm-hmm. at the beginning. Uh, I think they changed how she looked or something. Well, they they. Let's see. Talking about the second game, she has some, yeah, the one that just came out. There right. was some, uh, you know, some gratuitous downsizing that occurred <laughs> because is that yeah? I was like, she's well, she still has big boobs, but they're not like they're not as, like, not big. as big. They're not low. Yeah. Rosie, <laughs> Rosie, it's not as big. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I I think that was a great move because yeah, yeah. it's more realistic. It, it, it's not about the over sexualizing this character. It's like, hey, you know what? Sure, she can still be sexy, but we want to make a more we want her to be a hero, right? Yeah. Out of an everyday person. Right. More so than a like a supermodel who's like you know, just Well, even on the cover. There. Exactly. Yeah, she's like she's wearing more clothes. She's yeah. like in winter, so she's got like a jacket on and stuff. That to me shows a lot of respect, you know. Yeah. And I think I love that direction. But the character, the character is cold. And yeah. You put a jacket on her. <laughs> it's like, wow, we've gone a long way, guys. <laughs> Get this. That's so sad. She should actually wear clothes, okay? Like this. <laughs> That's a funny ass joke, Brent. I'm not gonna lie. I, your humor is is like bar none. I gotta give you credit, dude. You fucking you nail it sometimes, man. All right, you get the Venmo account later. <laughs> Oh, but so, no, I actually her face changed too. Like I yes, thought she yeah. was like a quarter Japanese or something. Right, like, right. Her, yeah. did you notice that? Like she kind of has like um. It completely changed her look. Like she yeah, looks more a lot olive different. skin, and yeah. her lips are like darker. Yeah, anyway. right. 
Yeah, I love what oh, he did. He turned natural. it around, yeah. <laughs> I will say in defense of the character change, though, like as far as some of the like minute details, I mean, we're obviously in such an advanced graphical generation compared to like Tomb Raider 3, I think it was the last Tomb Raider I played before these new ones. Oh, yeah. So like the jump for me is like, I could barely make out the face. So now right. it's like... <laughs> no, I'm the same way. I didn't start playing again until that, the one before this one. Yes, yeah. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great job, uh, Crystal Dynamics. Good yeah. Stuff. Way to go, guys. Way to go. <clears throat> yeah, one of my college friends worked on it. Go, Tracy. Hey, Tracy. Great yeah. stuff. <laughs> Come join us on the podcast sometime if you ever listen to this episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, what She's an animator. I was just about to ask what she does. She's an animator? Awesome. Even better. So we... <laughs> We are at 44 minutes and 9 seconds. That's close enough to 45. Uh, if you guys are fine with this, I'm going to allow an advertiser to come in and talk to everybody for a moment, and then I'll kick him out, and we will be right back with more of Game Dev Unchained, the podcast. Hey there, would you like to learn about making video games? Then you definitely need to check out GameSchoolOnline.com. It's the number one place to learn about video game development. We've got talented instructors who are currently industry professionals who are teaching classes and making tutorials to help you become a video game developer today. Ladies and gentlemen, CSA, I'd say ladies first always, by the way. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, welcome back to Game Dev Unchained, the podcast. Larry Charles, Mr. Brandon Pham, and our special guest, Rosa Katz. Yay, I'm back. She's back. <laughs> So yeah. I have a question, Rosie. Yeah. <laughs> so you got Preggers. Yeah. <laughs> Preggers. <laughs> Around the same time when Netflix kind of uh, <laughs> came out about Netflix with their, <laughs> yeah, Netflix got their uh, one year maternity uh, full pay and then come back at any time. And then Silicon Valley companies were making a big move, falling suit. How was it? <laughs> no, we so did not have that. Oh. Um, yeah, so, oh, it's been a little disheartening, I guess. But I, so I got pregnant, and then I was kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> the timing just worked out, you know? Yeah. Uh, as far as, like, work goes, you know, that we were at the end of the project, and um, I felt like I, I... I, I, it, the timing was good. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so I went into HR's office and I basically said that I wanted as close to six months as possible. Definitely. And I didn't care if I got paid or not. Right. Because um, I knew I knew that um, you know most companies only offer like two weeks for guys. Yeah. So. And one yeah. week for women. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I I wasn't really fully paying attention, I'll be honest, because yeah. I was like, you know, I I didn't really care about the pay. I was mostly concerned with the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely. So yeah, so um, yeah, so I also wanted a month before my due date, right? And then and then like it, I wanted really six months after the due date, but that would be seven total, and I thought there's no way they'll do that. Yeah. Um. So like five months, you know. So she was really good. Um, she like she pulled out every like state and federal program that there is, so that my job was secure. Mm. Um, and it ended up being a week short of six months. Mm. Um, and so there was like d- we use disability that's California offered, which is like fifty percent pay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and that was for six weeks. And then the rest is all unpaid, like nothing. Um, And then, so then I was like at home kind of looking at the calendar and I'm like, wait, shouldn't I be getting some maternity leave, like some paid maternity leave, you know, from the company? And I looked and it was five days. How does that happen? (laughs) (laughs) And like I had, I had been given advice from, um, from like my doctors and stuff that I should um, like stay in bed for five days mm-hmm. after yeah. the baby. So like, well, yeah. there's, there's no way that if I wouldn't have used the state and federal stuff, there's no way, no way I could have been back to work in five well, days. Well, it sounded like the, the company went to the same doctor and said, what is the minimum <laughs> amount of time they can spend in bed and get to work? Right. Five days. Yeah. So after five days, they can get out of bed. Okay, so five <laughs> days. All right. Boom. Glad we had this talk. I mean, one of the biggest thing that Larry and I will always uh, go back to is that, you know, the industry isn't set up, and this is for both male and female, female especially, I feel, that it's not set up for developers progressing in life. Yeah. No. Uh, it's It seems like it's meant for straight out of school. Yeah. Like, like someone who really doesn't care about, yeah. like, their personal life at all. Yeah. Um. So there's a couple things with that, like, the... The um, maternity leave is huge, but luckily we live in California and we had I had all that time. But, you know, I didn't get paid, whatever. Um, I was lucky that I was in a good situation where I was okay financially, mm-hmm. but a lot of women aren't, mm-hmm. um, especially if they're single moms. Like, yeah. I don't know. You'd have to lean on family. Right. And then, um, so then there's childcare, which is like, that's the main reason I didn't go back to work. Um Childcare around here costs twenty three hundred oh a month. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Childcare yep, yep. is a second house. Yeah, it is. It really is. And so for me, I had to like ask myself, you know, is it worth it to not see my child? To raise you know, a kid, yeah. Yeah. Um, is it worth it? Is yeah. it worth? Is the is this job worth like only seeing my child from you know eight in the morning until ten in the morning? Because he goes to sleep before Josh gets home from work. Right, so. right. And you're um, asking this to the baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you worth it? Yeah. Say something already. <laughs> yeah, and he just stares at you blankly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's enough. But that's that's the truth. Like a lot of, I, you know, being a parent in the Bay Area too, um, a lot of the, it's it's like two parents working just to make it work. And they yeah. would have like a full time nanny. Yeah. Like that's very normal up right. there. Yeah. Which is um, it's like what is the point of having a kid? Right. Well, I wanted to be a mom, you know. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't have a kid. Well, I don't want to judge because like you do go crazy and you need to go back to work at some point or like or whatever. You need to do something because yeah, you need to do something else for sure. Because like all the the baby time can make you go absolutely nuts. Yeah. But, um that should be a choice, though. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, option. it would be nice if it was a choice. Um, so yeah, I wanted to work something out where I would work part time. You know, because mm-hmm. um, I do have four hours. I actually yeah. have six hours. I yeah. could easily put towards work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when he goes to sleep at night, but um, but of course it's off hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like it's not core hours. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it just didn't work out. And then um, another part of it, too, is 
like I know you guys probably are going to cringe a little bit, but breastfeeding, uh, you actually start to Larry not... actually smiled bigger. On that one. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> you start to not produce as much milk when you're not around your baby. Right. Oh. That is, um, yeah, yeah, the chemistry, yeah. Yeah, and, like, some moms look at pictures of their baby when they pump at work. And, um, that I did videos. not know. Is that Yeah, it's, and I, when I first heard that, I was like, what? That's crazy. Like, it doesn't just happen. Uh, there's that part of it. I wish that if there was childcare on campus. Oh, yeah, man. No problem. Like, I could go down there and feed him and then come back up and it'd be no issue. I feel, yeah, I feel like it's almost... A crime not to be a Silicon Valley company and not have childcare, mm. especially with yeah. how high it is. Like yeah. you're practically working just for daycare, I and mean, then what's right. the point of that? Well, there's not just that. There's um, demand is so high. So like we we put our name in to two daycares, right. and we still haven't got called back. Like we're on the waiting list. Oh man! And People and can't I can't wait to pay twenty five hundred a month. <laughs> yeah, they have a filter that takes all the email addresses from parents the ones that say at google.com like yeah. go into one folder and the ones that say at gmail.com those go into the trash <laughs> they're like oh at aol <laughs> next year <laughs> no um yeah i mean they're the two different child cares were associated with companies and they other companies got priority and so activision doesn't have any as far as i know they don't have any child care like hookups yeah yeah so um it would have been nice to have that that probably would have changed me coming back actually well of course it's so yeah accommodating to your life changes yeah (laughs) yeah honestly though i did need more time than even than even the like i think right now he's six months old right now i feel like ready yeah to go back but at five months i was just like a month short right so yeah, yeah. Man. I mean, a lot of, like I said before, like a lot of Silicon Valley companies <clears throat> have done at least some research and came up with the year, you know, as a, a paid leave service. I mean, they didn't do it lightly. Yeah. Right. So, like, between six months to a year sounds about. Yeah, well, you're sp- the, um, whatever, you're supposed to breastfeed for a year. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So, um, I think that's probably where the number came from. Yeah. And that's what Sweden does, apparently. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> when I think about things like you know paid maternity leave for the six months or even a year or you know some sort of in home child or excuse me in office childcare or even just in building, right? Yeah, yeah. Those type of things I think would make it a lot easier to attract senior level or long term commitments from developers, right? Because you can start to make long term plans if you know that hey yes one day I do want to have a family and look at this. There's this for parents, there's this for parents, there's this, and it allows me to stay here and do my job. I think those are incentives, right? A lot yeah. of companies look at it as costs instead of incentives. Right. Well, that's where the problem lies is like <clears throat> you're essentially losing good designers mm-hmm. because, you know, they're doing stuff outside of work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I hope I was a good designer. <laughs> oh, you were, Rosie. You were, um, yeah. I loved working underneath you because, like I said, you had my back and you were great. I could walk up to you and be like, hey, Rosie, this. And you'd be like, yeah, Larry, that. And, like, boom, <laughs> we handled that shit, you know? You got a question, I have answers. Boom. Like- you were an incredible lead. I definitely think you should go to work as soon as possible, however you can. If it's in the cards for you, you were great at your job. 
Awesome. If it matters to me, to you that I say this. Yes, it does. That's good to hear. It's been so long. I kind of like, I forgot, you know, like Mm -hmm. you kind of get in the baby zone and then now I'm like looking at mommy blogs and like, I've kind of lost sight of the industry a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it definitely feels like a part of me is missing, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not being true to myself completely. Mm -hmm. So it's good to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's let's take a couple of minutes to talk about some of the listeners who may be, you know, young women going into the game industry. Are yeah. there any words of wisdom or advice that you can offer to help prepare? You yes. Know? Um, well, first off, like be aware of your maternity leave option, like benefits mm-hmm. before you go and get the job. Because I know like when I was starting work, I was like maternity leave. I won't need that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, or like it was just so far ahead. I. And also, I think a lot of women assume, oh, we get three months paid. I think a lot of people just assume that. Yeah. Um, Because, but it's not, they're not legally obligated to give you anything. So anyway, there's that. Like, be aware of the benefits of the company. And if, if it, if you don't have them, just know like, okay, well, I'll, I may need to pay for that outside or like be prepared. Um, The other thing is like, work on a game that that you'll feel good about. Like I, I kind of felt trapped for a while working on these like triple A titles where they're pretty like, you know, the, the fan base is male. Yeah. And like after a while it kind of becomes this like (laughs) testosterone, like cluster. And you're just like, uh, I just want to work on a game that's like true to myself, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, don't lose yourself in your job, I guess. Um, and then, um, the other thing is to just like, like be bold. Like, you know, like if you don't agree with something like a design, if you're a designer, like if you don't agree with, um, with like a design and you can see a better way, like say it, like, don't be quiet, you know, like, don't be, don't think that, um, that you don't know best, you know, Mm -hmm. like you, you might actually know best because a lot of times guys actually look to, to, I've noticed guys will be like, "What's your opinion on this?" You know? <laughs> like the whole group. Yeah, and it's not that you know best or you don't, but you're just a different opinion that needs yeah. to be heard. You know. Yeah. So. Especially yeah. for design, it's so important to get different opinions. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's super important. Um, and then like, don't be afraid to like. Say no to the guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, I mean, it's, it's almost like you were like once a girl or something because you've just been spot on. I am observational. Do you have a daughter? Things. <laughs> I see one girl and then I can actually barely see her because there's groups of guys <laughs> that would follow her oh, throughout the company. Oh, is man. there is there day-to-day stuff? No? no. I mean, it sounds like most of it is pretty nice. We're well-behaved. And I've been I've been very fortunate that the guys I've worked with have kept it professional. Like, mm-hmm. and oh, another advice thing that someone I've heard someone else say, and it's so true. Um, find your um, find the people at work who will defend you. Like, uh-huh. find the people at work that will build you up and like that are on your side, and really like use them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have a story with that? What's no, that but it's just true. Like there's, I feel like um, on MP especially, we kind of had our little, our 
the way the cubes were formed, you know, we had our hexagon or whatever. (laughs) And I felt like everyone had each other's back, you know, and we like, it was really important. I think when you kind of need to start pitching ideas and stuff like that, that, um, that you have someone else that will speak up for you, like, you know, that will like come to bat for you. Like, you know, cause sometimes, and I hate to say it, but like, I felt like there were a lot of times where I had a design opinion on something and no one listened to it. Mm, no one took wow. it seriously or like even it's like, it's like, but then someone else would come up with the idea, same idea and it'd be like, Oh, we should do this. It's like, Just, uh, no. the same words reorganized oh. in a deeper tone. The guy yeah. is and staring out the clouds. Right. Wait for you to stop talking. He's like, Did you, know you notice something? that Just, Larry you know. or is it just a girl thing? Well, no, it's, uh, I, I've, I don't want to. I, I don't want to derail this, but like, also coming from a minority standpoint, right? Like, I think in any sort of minority case, you run that. You run into that because I had a complaint, and I, I've even brought this up to you, where I was like, "Man, like, people would ask for something, I would say something, I'd immediately get shot down, right? Yeah. And I and I keep note of every time I just got shut down. <laughs> Two weeks later, I'm looking at the in the same meeting, and I see the thing that I said like on the yep. screen, and it's yeah. like, "Are you fucking you know, that kidding me?" Might just me? be a designer thing. I uh, don't know. Like, mm, it has to I'm come out. from a producer. Oh, I'm looking God. at. <laughs> two minorities right now and <laughs> uh, i'm looking at two minorities right now what are you trying to say Brandon? <laughs> hey man asians aren't minorities in the game industry i'm sorry <laughs> we're winning your grandfather didn't huh <laughs> yeah oh this has been um, such a great talk so far yeah, um so... B- before we end that last statement uh i want to bring it back to you rosie have you ever felt like you've had to communicate in a very specific or almost like apologetic way because um to bring up ideas no so like i i i read a lot of articles about you know many different issues and things that people are fighting for against just in general and one article that kind of struck me was this this woman was saying that like she was more effective when she would present herself in a non-confrontational authoritative way but the joke was a woman being confrontational and authoritative was just a woman saying what she had to say without being sorry for or without being unsure about it. So like if she said this room should be blue, that came across as her being aggressive or authoritative. Right. Right. If she said, Hey guys, I don't know. Maybe like, I kind of feel like this room should be blue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can see that. It's, it's, Um, that's a big WTF in in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting that you say that. I, there's a couple of things I have to say. So one is, um, I always say I feel blah, blah, blah. Oh, right. Um, because if I, you know, people get really defensive in the game industry, mm-hmm. like in design meetings and stuff. With ideas. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it can get a little defensive. And so you have to like, even like in college when you're doing like constructive feedback on art and stuff, you, oh, it's almost kind of better to like, makes it softens the blow mm-hmm. right if you say uh, i feel the compliment like... sandwich mm-hmm. yeah or compliment sandwich mm-hmm. um I but i am super surprised i i did once have the feedback that i was combative wow what? rosie combative yeah and i was like super surprised by that you could have been a millionaire <laughs> <laughs> that's a lawsuit um yeah because like i well, what does that even mean combative yeah, it was um, it had to do with um like how I hand like worked with uh certain people that yeah. um that I didn't agree with, yeah. you know. 
And I guess I came off as combative. But the thing is, I don't see myself that way at all. No. Anyone who's listened to an hour of us talking to you, the last thing they would say about you is you're combative. Rosie's <laughs> all smiles, man. Here's, here's how the conversation went down. Hey, Rosie, uh, I think you should do this. I don't agree. Whoa, whoa. Rosie, whoa, hey. Whoa. What is, hold on now. This is collaboration. Why are you getting all aggressive? Yeah, I mean, I just learned from that, the guys. That is so crazy. That is true. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if that's like to well, be like, fair. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, the situation I did have that combative energy, you mm-hmm. know, like I was pissed off. Okay. No Rosie. No Rosie. <laughs> you're, you're apologizing again. <laughs> like two guys who have a conversation, they, that would never be brought up. It's, well, it's, that's it's, what I think. I think if guys are pissed off, it's okay. But yeah. if girls are pissed off, it's not okay. It's a problem. Yeah. That's that's whack, man. I mean, I can see that, like, you stretch that out throughout a career, you know. It's just going to keep coming back and haunt you in, in, some, yeah. in some form, right? Well, and you know what makes a person super combative? Being Hearing repressed. that they're combative. Yeah. <laughs> mm, you know, that's interesting. It's like being told, hey, like calm to down. Right now. When someone tells you to calm <laughs> down, the first thing that happens is your blood boils. Yeah. <laughs> like, right away. <laughs> Relax. Relax. <laughs> I don't think the game industry is fully equipped to deal with parents yes i mean the game industry is like what 40 years old yeah so we're very behind on certain things 4d 40 40 okay i just making sure i thought you said four no i was like uh (laughs) come on larry hey dude i'm that's why i had the fact check i was like we're eight episodes in (laughs) but yeah i mean it's it's just one of those things where i don't know if it's gonna get better i mean there's like a lot of different issues as is, like, yeah. I don't know how many AAA companies will be left before we can become a Netflix. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Yeah. You think about I mean, it that I way. I think it's also, um, it's just made more apparent because we're in Silicon Valley. Like, yeah. if if we were in a, a place that costs less to live, yeah. um, you know, like, me working or not, although I want to work, um, I mean, it's not as big of a deal. Right. Right. But Whatever. I don't have a choice. Well, let me ask you this question. Do you feel like you get paid less than you're worth? No. Okay. I think that's yeah. a lot of it. You got to factor that into like, there's a lot of like, there's a bunch of articles where like, I feel like, uh, uh, where the male counterparts would be more aggressive during the negotiations. Oh, that's, that's the main reason why. Yeah. I, you know, I tried to negotiate when I came in cause I knew that. Yeah. And it didn't work. I'm a poor, I'm a horrible negotiator. I was like, I think I should get this much. I feel like, no. like I should know. <laughs> yeah, it was probably like, I think um, I'm supposed to make more than this. Whoa, Rosie. Not so bad. <laughs> Don't be so combative. <laughs> Don't be so combative. <laughs> We're just having a friendly conversation with salary. Here. <laughs> Why are you yelling numbers at me? So, like picture this. Uh, Larry coming in as a female in oh the industry. <laughs> Ugliest female ever. <laughs> right now. Like, is there warnings? Is there takeaways uh, from this that you would uh, advise right away? Um, don't. You, pretty much if you were to talk to yourself years yeah. back. Well, just a warning. Like, I think if I would have had a warning that my spirits would be crushed. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. 
Holy shit. No, no. That's the realest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) No, because you come in, you're so like, you have no idea, you know? And, and I think, um, I think, yeah. So just like, no, having that warning that like, Hey, don't let anything get you down, you know, like keep, (laughs) keep up the fight. Like your intuitions are right. Right. Um, like if you, if there's something you believe in design wise, like go for it, prototype it. If you can't communicate it in a meeting, like just do it, mm. you know? Mm. And cause that's been my luck. Like sometimes I'll just do it and then, then it's accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just, uh, keep up, keep the, up the good fight and don't give up, you know? Way to turn that into a home run. I was like, uh, oh man, that's, <laughs> your spirits will be crushed. <laughs> That's the game well, industry mean, for a girl. I'm well. I mean, for both, right? I mean, yeah. I had that. I had high expectations coming in. Like, yeah, I, I was. I felt like I had like this fairy tale in my mind where once I get in, I'm playing games, I'm loving games, making games. Yeah. But like as I aged, as a male, and had kids and got married, I just quickly realized, holy crap, how many more years am I from right. retirement? <laughs> like, yeah, how is this going to be possible? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's really hard on on your soul. <laughs> Cuz you I mean as a creative industry you put so much of your heart into it. Yeah. Yeah. So Bad like and, yeah. yeah. And every every I think everyone gets to this point, right? I'll, you guys can tag on or not, but I felt like uh as I was progressing in my career, you would kind of meet your younger doppelganger. Totally. <laughs> and it's like Holy crap. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, he's so motivated. Me. Yeah, he's so spirited. <laughs> and I'm just there with my needle popping the balloon and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing you a favor, son. <laughs> and I, I I think like advice for us oldies <laughs> would be to not to try not to burst that bubble, you know, like mm. yeah. Sometimes that like naive kind of like It's uh, great. Yeah. Yeah, it really brings a fresh fresh ideas and stuff yeah, yeah. So. but like a lot of it is just like hey kid you know do stuff after work yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that yeah. you know you build something for yourself right what i'm taking from you guys is the game industry kind of has these long dark tunnels that you have to get through so let the people who still hold on to sunshine hold on to it for as long as possible exactly yeah. totally Boom. and also there's something to be learned for their sunshine you know like yeah because that's Definitely. what, I mean, they probably have a closer attachment to gamers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I really do feel like AAA is meant for the youngins. And then it, hopefully by the time any development becomes more of the norm and more manageable, mm-hmm. that's where we're going to be hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It just fits us better. We can be at home. There you go. I can't wait till all the people I know and respect as game developers all have their own small companies of like maybe six people working remotely on really cool, fun, innovative games. It's the only way. Like yeah. that's how I see it because most people will buy $61 games. Yeah. yeah. That's 60 different development teams you could be supporting. So yeah. it's the only model I'm hoping that it would work. And I'm seeing it, right? I'm sure Rosie. Yeah. You know, years before we used to have like you know our third uh, connection uh, just hit it off indie wise, and now we're knowing, you know, our neighbor yeah. is successfully right. going indie and stuff. So yeah, yeah, and um, you know, apps and stuff are kind of big too, and they're yeah. much smaller. Yep. Yeah, 
the taboo is is almost completely gone. Like I think we said this before, but it's a great time to reiterate it. Remember, like fifteen years ago, someone was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going indie," and you're like, "Ooh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah." Like, oh, something must have happened. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> and now it's like someone's like, "Oh, I'm going indie," and you're like, "Wow, you see the light." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, "Oh, you must be like super motivated." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish I could do that too. I get more of that than I get that like "ooh" face when I tell. Yeah, people definitely. That. Yeah. Yep. Well, Miss cool. um, Rosie Katz, it is one hour into the podcast. At this time, we always turn over the microphone and the audience to you to promote or talk about or any, you know, shout out to any one thing that you want because we've been asking all the questions. So here's your time to tell our audience about anything that you're involved in. Uh, shout somebody out, shout something out, just whatever you want. You get the floor is yours. Um, yeah, I mean, play that Yoshi yarn game. It's freaking awesome. Boom. <laughs> Nintendo is back on your side. Dude, Nintendo's amazing. Yeah. And uh, I just heard that they are, uh, they're like going into cell phone stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so. That's long overdue, man. Yeah, yeah that'll be interesting. Um, I don't have any personal projects I'm working on right now, but my, my next goal is to um, learn Unreal 4. I'm excited about that. Um, check out that marketplace they got going. Yeah. Um, Rose is sharing the wealth. Yeah. So those are my two things on my mind right now. Oh, and Tomb Raider. Gotta and play Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. And shout out to your friend Tracy, right? Yeah, Tracy. Tracy. Woo! -hoo. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, uh, this has been another wonderful episode of the Game Dev Unchained podcast. As always, I'm your host, Larry Charles. I'm gonna get out of here because the mic is mine first. Peace! Hey, thanks yeah. for joining us. It's Brandon. I'm out. See ya, guys. Thanks for having me.